You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to episode 450 of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer back in Massachusetts. You guys, it's five o'clock somewhere. It is five oh. o'clock somewhere. Spencer, that's a good point. T- Tim, I want to. Tim, I want to cut you off. I don't. I don't want you to get too far into it because I know it's been a hard time for you. And um, I know I can speak. I think for Spencer too. We know you're going through <laughs> a tough time down there. Uh, when you moved to Florida and you're going to live that island lifestyle. We, we didn't really mm-hmm. agree with your Jimmy right. Buffett religion, but we know now that you've lost the man himself. It's probably hard times yeah. in Florida, and I just wanted to send my condolences to all of Florida. Well, condolences, I, yeah. Uh, I, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, we don't talk about Monday. it a lot on the podcast because we know you're a little bit embarrassed about your parrot head uh, yeah. fanaticism. You know, um, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. It's fanaticism. Um, but, you know, uh, me and little guy wanted to just reach out and say, hey, you know, we 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 understand your pain. Well, yeah. what you're going through. I appreciate through. it. It's you know, it, sometimes uh, you know, come Monday, it gets a uh, you know, it gets. I, I I guess I just don't know what to say. I I appreciate it, but it's just another trip around the sun. Um, it's true. He lives on in our hearts. He does. And we're gonna enjoy a cheeseburger in paradise. Mm-hmm. Um, and to all the parrot heads out there, I just want to say, hey, good looking. Yeah. You guys know he had a van again, right? And, Jimmy Buffett had a van again oh, for yeah. a while. But it burned down. He or probably something. owned the. He probably owned the Go Westy Empire, actually. Very well. Ah. Did I, I don't know if I mentioned this in the pod, and then we'll stop talking about Jimmy Buffett. But my stepmom <laughs> was considering moving to one of the like Jimmy Buffett has like developments, and she was like, I'm oh, looking yeah, at that. She's she was talking about looking at looking at one, and I was like, it took me a second to like wrap my brain because it huh. just I was like, wait, Margaritaville, like 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 yeah, like the man, the myth, uh, the legend of Florida. Little guy, yeah. let me tell you something. Come Sounds down good. here sometime. I'll take you to old Margaritaville down in Kissimmee. He's an expert. I mean, yeah, I've I've, I've only seen the one in in Vegas. It's, um, I didn't dare go in. It's silly, but yeah. like the guy was living a chill, relaxed life. You can't blame him <laughs> for wanting to do that. I mean, what, whatever. We should all be so lucky. Well, right? Tim, you know, your yeah. your well, uh, your Hawaiian shirt I, is resplendent. Uh, I am sad that our listeners can't see it in all its glory, but uh, yeah, looks you know, great. One of these days, we should probably just get some uh, TV cameras so people can see our wardrobe choices that we we like to bring. But um, let's yeah. get to it. Uh, lots to discuss. I, I let's start right away with uh, an email that we got from um, one of our uh, um, listeners. Okay. That I just want to bring up because it was pretty hilarious. Huh. Uh, okay. You know, this email comes to us from a new listener named Austin. It says, "Hey guys, fairly new listener, but love the podcast." And Austin, go ahead, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. But anyways, Austin continues. Just listened to the latest episode, and after hearing your take on Vuelta shenanigans through stage two, I was just thinking how ironic that this episode came out after even more ridiculousness at the end of stage three, with Remco busting his face open after having nowhere to go after the finish. At least it was a fairly uphill, entertaining uphill sprint finish. Yeah. Yeah. Austin. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy. I gotta say, I did get... I did get and, a text, a, a spoiled text, by the way. Friend of the podcast, um, Brendan Gavick, texted me on stage three Tuesday and okay. was like, that was 100% Remco's fault crashing. He had everywhere to go and had more than enough time to avoid the swanure. And I'm like, wait, what just happened? And then I, of course, went and looked at the highlights and I was like, wow, that is sure. Remco's fault. Uh, yeah, hey. it was okay. Okay, okay. Defend I would say indefensible little guy. No, what I'll say. Let's hear it. Yeah, he had plenty of time, but 
why are there 47 people milling around in the road right after the finish? I it doesn't make any sense. I agree. He had a because lot of they're time. They're protesting. Like, they're protesting the fact the vault is three weeks. They just didn't have their signs. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> like everything's been protesting. God's been protesting with rain and mud and oil and everything. So yeah, I mean, everyone's protesting the <laughs> fact that it's three weeks. But I, I just think. Yeah, generally, all those people don't need to be there. Like, Remco, yes, could have so, slammed on the brakes more. But the disc brakes, Tim, I don't know if you know this, but disc brakes are so good these days. He would have just locked it up, so skidded across the road, you know? Let's go through Let's go through some of the shenanigans we've seen. There was yeah, the 9K I, 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 finish. That was stage two, right? That was 9K to go. And then, like, they're like, hey, if you have cell phone coverage <laughs> of what happened at the 9K finish line... So we can then yeah. uh, accurately record I, the time. There's the team time know, trial in the dark. I, what else is there? I, I know we announced that the finish would be taken at 9K to go, but we weren't really prepared for that. Yeah, no, they didn't get anything figured out on how to figure that out. Why would you yeah. do that? Why would you do that? Yeah. To take the GC, I, uh, right? That That's what made it more confusing is they took the GC right. at that, but everyone was still racing. And we we've all been there. I'm sure most of our listeners have been there in a race. An official rolls up next to the Peloton and says, hey, it's neutral because of X and X. Nobody believes that because one guy yeah. will jump away and then the fi- it just won't work out and he'll end up with a minute gap and nobody trusts anybody. Like your best friend's next to you and you won't believe them that it's race is neutral. Oh, I don't know. No, no, no. I'm going to follow I you. Would 100%, I would 100% have told Tam. Dude, your rear tire is looking a little soft. Oh, yeah. And as soon as he looked down, I would be attacking oh, over yeah. oh, his yeah. other shoulder. You know, like, God. I would have totally fell for it. You so, absolutely would have, and you have. What else What else have we had? We've had muddy, muddiness on the course, <laughs> what, like 50 yards from the finish, little guy, or whatever? Well, well, I don't remember how far it was, but yeah, then they took, what, on stage uh, nine? Was it nine? Yeah. They took the Something GC like time that. again. This is the second stage of these nine <laughs> stages where they took the GC time at was it, two or was three. It two, 2K, little guy? Or was it 2K plus 50 meters? It was something weird. And they at least had somebody there this time. They had people taking mm-hmm. the time, but they didn't even have like a physical line. So again, we had the same thing where you've got guys, cameras up there fighting it for the stage. All the GC yep. guys went through that 2K mark and they were still racing, and then you could see it on the helicopter shot, like in their earpiece. All their sports directors are like, "Stop wasting energy." Seriously, I'm serious. Stop wasting energy. And then, like at the yeah. moment, they all shut down like robots and slowed down. But they don't trust. So, Nobody trusts, and it's that's a pretty shouldn't. that's a pretty good one. What else have we I, had? What the Veltas shenanigans? With the Veltas track record, I wouldn't have trusted that. Well, yeah, like, you know what? I'm going to the line. <laughs> Yeah, well, what yeah, else? We, we had the we hotel room shenanigans. We I don't talked know. briefly about the ride back to the hotel rooms oh, after yeah, the TT on, uh, like on the initial stage. Ago. <laughs> Just ride home in, in the, the dark, dark on your TT ride bike in the, dark. In yeah. the rain and then, through Barcelona. And then tax? Is there tax? There's been tax on the road? Tax on the road, um, but a bigger plot, classic. of course, to disrupt the race, um, where apparently four people arrested for plotting to pour oil onto the peloton from a bridge over the road what kind of like oil? hot oil like from yeah. the medieval times are they gonna tar them on the not, next i'm one? unclear okay. <laughs> unclear is this, a, is this a is this an ad for finish line yeah i don't know if this was a medieval pits? torture thing or if this was a mario kart simulation yeah. situation i'm not sure um wow that's a that's you know it that's not a cool protest. It's not the writer's fault. No. Um, let's go I don't into. Know if that's uh, a protest. Oh, I've got one so more thing. Is... One more thing, which is on one of the yeah. stages, the final corner, one of the sprint stages. There was oh, yeah, a, that, that final corner that, rather than just the outside line being like a regular arc, they had like a little chicane at the end, and there was like a bump out, just enough to take out an EF rider and one other. I forget the other. Oh, an uh, Alpeson rider who both just went right into it because. I don't, you know, you sort of expect the roads to be shaped the well, same. It's the falta. So that's a that's a good point. And I, I will say, little guy, when I opened up the uh, the Slow Ride Podcast green room Slack today, and I did see this comment, um, and the question from you being, <laughs> could peak could peak form race promoter Tim hang with this Vuelta organization? <laughs> um, I 
What do you think? I felt a little disdain. This is a great question. This is a I, great question. I think because this is Tim, the question you have everyone promoted. Wants. A lot of events, and you know, when you were yeah. in top form, some of these events were pretty chaotic still. Um, and so, so t- some events that we've done, mm-hmm. I have okay. So, the biggest near catastrophe that we had was when the bridge collapsed at the campus the criteria 35W, uh, 35 yeah. interstate uh, bridge <laughs> fell down into the Mississippi River <laughs> the day before our criterium, which yeah. is mere blocks we, away. Yeah. And we pulled it off, even with the NTHSB, like taking hot laps in their Escalades, yeah, with fully tinted windows. We did. We pulled it off. We did. And I remember the highlight was we had all these hay bales in areas that were needed to be protected, and then we were stuck with about thirty hay bales at the end of the race, and we're all going, "What are we supposed to do with hay bales?" And we found a nice uh, train um, gully to. Uh, to deposit some hay back to nature we felt back to nature i mean it wasn't littering yeah. it's to, just hay to, bales. It'll be to be fair we distributed as many as we could to the tri- uh to the um community gardens around minneapolis i left like yeah. five or six at every one i was like this is way more than they're ever going to need uh and we still had several left so Good they luck. they yeah, they went along the train tracks. We were very creative in finding hay bales, too. I think we just went at Craigslist. Yeah. And then when we showed up to the farmer, the farmer was like, wait, you're using this for a bike race? Oh, he yeah. He was trying to jack up the prices because we thought we were going we to fill, uh, feed our <laughs> it's a equine collection. So yeah. no. a, a dollar a um, hay bale or something like that. So that was a good one. I don't know if we've ever really had any other shenanigans. I mean, once I guess we got a, um, a bounce house that didn't inflate properly. Yeah, bounce house. I mean, I just, I don't know, Tim. I just think, I don't know what's been going on behind the scenes at this Volta, but but if it's anyway, you know, like as crazy as what we're seeing, I mean, it it must be like job. I'd like to imagine that they've actually put out like a thousand crazy fires every day. It's yeah, just yeah. been total mayhem. If this is, and they're just yeah. like, you have no, like, they're just like, I just wish I can't wait to write my book about this later because, like, right. you think you it, think stage yeah. one was bad. It could have been a lot worse. <laughs> exactly. Like, the stuff we are seeing, imagine what's been, what's been put out. Yeah. Like, what fires have been so, quelled. Well, overall, the Vuelta, though, has been exciting with American Sepcus uh, in the red jersey. Now I saw a uh, Instagram post today that said that he is the first American in a Grand Tours leaders jersey in ten years. Ten years. And I was it ten years ago that Chris Horner won. Ten it years. Ten years. Yeah. Can you believe time flies, right? Yeah. Oh my God, that's embarrassing. It's been a while. Ten yeah. years ago, because this podcast so, tends been... to talk about it as if it just happened. I, I thought yeah, it did. Well, <laughs> 10 years wow so we haven't had one yellow jersey or pink jersey since then who no. would it be i mean who i can't think of anybody who would wear the i don't know tj van garderen um he's no, one of the he's no. one of the five and... best riders in the world there for a little while but he never happened talansky talansky tommy d oh man yeah, none, Talansky, of, none of the no. next lances ever were the next lance. Yeah, the Dauphin does not well, count. Talansky. Congratulations to Sepp Cuss. The question, the million dollar question: Will Sepp Cuss be the leader of Team Jumbo at the end of the Volta? Well, uh, wait, well, do you mean within the Volta, or do you mean after the Volta? Oh, <laughs> will he take over the team? <laughs> <laughs> like, like he'll be fired. This and is a, another yet another hostile American takeover. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, he's got a good gap. He's got, he's got two minutes on Remco. He's going to lose a lot of that yeah. in the time trial tomorrow. As, Probably all of it. As you're yeah. listening to this podcast, if you're one of the first day listeners, uh, Cuss is currently losing a chunk, but it's only 25k time trial because time trials are super short now. So maybe he it's loses true. a minute. And he goes into the mountains with a fighting chance, you know? I'd like to dream. I like to believe. I think, so, I think current- he's he's got Remco in the mountains. Like, he will get the time he loses back. But I mean, you, how you, much wait, time will he Remco lose? you think Remco is the fear? You think Remco's the fear here and not um, one Mikhail Landa? 
Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm unconcerned. Okay, okay. okay, well, with all seriousness, you think it's he's the fear and not Roglic or Vingard? Uh, they're not going to attack I, I, him. Those, yeah, no, they're not going to. You don't think you don't think Roglic is going to attack him? Those no. guys owe their wins to yeah, yeah, to yeah. Seb. I, I nobody, can... look. Nobody but us cares about the Volta, so they're going to let okay. Sepp well, have it. Let's get, to, let's get to more exciting news. Who's going to be the highest-placed Spaniard in Ma. the race? Mark Soler, <laughs> Landa, or Enrique Moss? Moss, come on. Moss by three minutes. Landa's going to ship a ton of time, and Soler's going to explode fantastically. He's also I on Team like Duty. I feel like Soler might pull it off. So the thing about Soler I'm wondering is, we all know Soler from the movie star docs, the Netflix movie star docs. Yeah. Uh, famously, not always the best about following team orders. Uh, he's just it. like yeah. kind of wants to do his own thing. And he was talked of as a yeah. GC guy for years, and he's never delivered. And now he's currently riding his best GC. But he has two, he has Almeida and Ayuso, who are, let's just admit, much better GC riders than him. But I can see <laughs> Soler, like, Totally saying in the bus, yeah, yeah, you guys, I'm working for you, and then not working for him. And he's got. He's gonna get in the break to work for you guys. Don't worry. Well, he's Ayuso is ninth, Almeida's tenth, and they're both about they're two two forty and two fifty back. Uh, so that he's got two minutes on both of his teammates. So it's an interesting, you know, the top two guys got all this time, and then Lenny's sandwiched in the middle there. Mm-hmm. But like. I don't see I don't see Soler finishing. I see him finishing tenth on a on a good okay, day. Let's, here, but. All right, let's get to the more exciting things. Lenny Martinez, is this the great French hope of the future? And God, I hope years so. old. And uh, can you believe that the great French hope is named Lenny? Lenny? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, he's good. So good. I think he's, he's legit. I think he can pull off a solid result. Think of how crazy wow. this 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 uh top ten though is like like Remco, uh, Ayuso, and Lenny are all like what under twenty four, and then like guys like Cas uh, and Almeida and stuff are like in their mid twenties, <laughs> late twenties. Like no one's that yeah. old. Roglic could be all these people, and Landa could be all these guys' dads, and they're not even actually <laughs> that old in like real in like the history of cycling terms. You know, they're they're not they're not Valverde. They're not Valverde, and that is the truth, and Span- Spanish cycling still continues to suffer in trying to replace the legend that is Alejandro Valverde. Little guy, the Vuelta so far is looking fun. It has been enjoyable to watch. It's been bonkers, um, in, admit it. Especially the highlights. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's been fun. No like no, 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 no disagreements. Um, all the best to Sep Cuss. Please take one. The, you know, we need a victory. We got to cleanse ourselves from the Horner corner um, <laughs> uh, victory 10 years ago. And uh, I, I'd love to see um, a little infighting on the jumbo squad going into next year's tour de France. We need it. We need a little bit more drama and cycling. If you want to make this the next F1. Do we? Um, so yeah, it'd be great to uh, see Sepp Cuss continue on, but I got to ask, did you both see the victory celebration of Sepp Cuss on the podium with that bottle of champagne? <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, absolutely. enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Do you think that's okay, real champagne, or that's just like? Oh, it's a hundred percent real. And the first time I saw, it, I was like, "Is this a bit? Is this in slow motion?" And then it just he champion. I was proud of him. Good job, Sep Cuss. Way to bring America back to where its rightful places in professional cycling. <laughs> yes. Um. So should we? Uh, uh, Oh, um, speaking of crappy race promotions uh-huh. and uh, uh, course creations, did you guys see the uh, the highlights from um, Danny Summerhill at the uh, the crit race? Was yes. it like last week, Spencer, when he like yes. cut the course up onto the curve? Yes. So good. Where was that? This is so it was good. Like the, it was like the the Vuelta did crit racing. So I, I, I was going to bring this up because I wanted to ask you um, with no context, but I guess you're going to have the context now. If you are on a crit course, little guy, um, mm-hmm. and there's, you know, fencing down both sides of the street and it makes a, a, a right turn or something into the final corner and the fencing goes along one way, but there's a bump out in the curb. I just put some cones on 
that's not with not behind the fencing. It's out in the course, it's, but it's like a ball bout, like a pedestrian ball. Yeah. Bout. Would you yeah, consider cone. that to be? I gotta go around the cones, mm-hmm. or are the cones just there as like a hey? There's a potential danger here. Be careful. It's a good one. I think if you're thinking like a roadie, you go around the cones. If you're thinking like a cross racer, a mountain bike racer, it's just like there's a hazard in the course and they put a marker. Sometimes they spray paint like a rock in a cross course. So yeah, I think, uh, yeah, onto something. Yeah, you use that as your secret attack mode for sure. That's that's the uh, thinking. If such was the case at the um, the I don't even know which crit series it was one of <laughs> one of those yeah, big ones with all know. the money that probably won't get paid yeah. out to anyone. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Danny and Summerhill took it uh, to mean the same thing that you did, little guy, and uh, yeah. hopped that curb, cut that corner tight, was inside the barriers, obviously, because there's footed barriers all the way around, mm-hmm. but did not respect the cone. And if there's one thing is, you got to know as an amateur amateur bike racer, you can't respect the cone. Mm-mm. Just don't respect the cone. The, the cone means the race promoter doesn't respect you. <laughs> so you don't have to respect the cone back. Um, anyway, he was uh, uh, DQ'd or, or relegated or something for um, really? uh, cutting the course. Yeah, and, and was he... announced as the winner and then relegated uh, back to whatever, fourth so, or tenth or For all last. of our... Global fans. Danny Summerhill has been an American cycling institution since like 2010, 11. Yeah. Cyclocross, mountain biking, United Healthcare. uh, Was he on Garmin? I think probably. Sure. Yeah. Um, Anyways, been around a long, long time and still rocking it on the crit circuit. Um, So congratulations to to Danny uh, Summerhill for remaining relevant. Yeah, uh, with uh, with his shenanigans today. Knows knows how to get the, a... the press, which is the the mark of a true crit racer and uh, uh, brand ambassador so, and privateer. Now, gentlemen, before we go to the prim lap and get to our listener email bag, I don't want to get an email from the crab cake Kevin Dolan without mentioning before <laughs> the jump. Yeah, the Maryland Cycling Classic. That happened in Baltimore again, the second annual. Amazing that this race has been around for two years. Let's make it three, <laughs> and let's go visit Baltimore in the future. But Something shout out insulting. to Mateus Skelmos yeah. of Little Trek. That wasn't insulting. It looks like a great race. <laughs> no, it there does, but the way you're like, it's amazing. It's 80, made in two years. Well, without the, the promotion well, of, of Tim Hayes behind it, it is yeah, pretty yeah, incredible. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, like, I'm glad it's happening, yeah. So shout out to Mateus Skelmus of Little Trek for taking the win over Nelson Paulus and Hugo Hule. Great to see Hugo coming down south of the border. Maybe getting ready for some uh, Montreal and Quebec uh, stage race or uh, single day races, the classics yep, that happen classics. in Quebec every year. Um, Tom Schkunes, friend of the podcast, takes fifth for Latvia. Nice. Who, by nice. the way, crushing it at the FIBA World Cup for basketball Latvia. Without and in the under the track amazing. that 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 track video you posted, I'd watch that too. That's oh, that's that. Did you see that? Okay, that is so the it move. Was the, it was the World Track and Field Championships or the Athletics um, in Budapest, Hungary, and it was the women's two hundred ten thousand meter. Yeah, like I don't the know. fifteen. It was like the fifteen thousand or the ten thousand meter. I don't know. Long. This woman from Latvia on lap one. Goes on a flyer, yeah, and gets at least half a lap or three quarters of a lap in front of world class athletes, and holds on. Class, I mean, an ode to Tom Skunes. This was the ultimate breakaway I've ever seen in track and field. Interesting. It was impressive. It was really good oh, breakaway. I, Held it out. She, I think it, she ended up amazing. fourth. <laughs> it's worth seeing. No, I think she got. Did she get fourth or I, third? I thought she was maybe, fourth, but I don't know. Maybe maybe okay. Tom Skoon's breakaways are an ode to the uh, track team there. I don't know. I, this is... Can I say it too? This, this, was, this was impressive, and this it was fun to watch. It was fun. Go to our Twitter feed to watch it. Like, And even Tom Skoon's commented on it, so he agreed with me, and not you, Spencer. <laughs> so there. Hmm. Well, I, we'll uh, see. I, I, I watched some... Guess who's some... getting on the team bus, and guess who isn't? <laughs> I like At some the of this... third annual Maryland Cycling Classic. <laughs> Probably... This track, if it happens, track stuff is fun because it's kind of like watching 
it's just like watching track cycling, but in slow motion because they're running it, and it's a really dude, long track. But you one, think that's slow motion? Well, I was like going to say the, the, the hundred meter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, but they, uh, not just, I'm not just picking on this race, but just generally watching a lot of track events. They crash a lot. And by crash, I mean fall, but they call it crashing. And I think that's really funny. Because for some reason, I, I guess I've only associated crashing oh. with like you're on something or you're with something, but just crashing by yourself. So, and it makes sense. You're running as fast as you can, so you could trip. But um, it's funny. It's it's weird. I just didn't think so, they crashed as much. I've never watched this much track and field, and I watched a bunch this last week. Dude, I watched and, a ton. And so, they fall down a lot. Little guy, there's an event called the 4x400 Relay. Yes, yes. Which most relays, you got to like pass the baton in the lane. Yeah. Well, the first baton change in this 4x400 is in the lane. Exchanges three and four. Is at the finish line and people are just crashing into each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. It is absolute chaos <laughs> of who is where. It's like the Madison on the track, but less organized. And there's spikes involved, <laughs> and there's people hurtling over each other. And then I discovered that India has an amazing four by four hundred team, and they were so stoked that they just qualified for the finals because they got into the Olympics. It was amazing. Everyone should go watch it. Big yeah. fun times. All right. Sounds good. And that's all we've got time for today on the Slow Walk uh, podcast, a podcast within a podcast about track and field and uh, the athletics. If if you're already paying for the Peacock to watch the Volta, just hop on over and watch some other weird, you know, sports that nobody else knows about. You know, it's good. It's fun. I enjoyed it. Well, you know what that sound is? It's time to actually check in with our track and field correspondent, Tom Schoons, on this week's Prem Lap. What up? This is Tom Schoons, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, here we are in the pre lap. Let's give a major shout-out to all listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. It's been a while since we've talked to you about this, but head over to wideanglepodium.com and find out all about independent cycling media, mm-hmm. including our good friends over at Criterium Nation, who continue to bring it day in and day out with top-notch Criterium coverage throughout Yeah. The season. They're going to know what Danny Summerhill did, right or wrong, um, <laughs> certainly. And they're going to know what race it happened at, which is not the details you find here at the Slow Ride Podcast. Um, but luckily, at the Wide Angle Podium, there's, supposed, there's space for both uh, of these types of shows, both factual and just sort of, yeah, intellectual, I guess, is what I would call our show. Um, a little more uh, yes, along those lines. definitely intellectual. It's, it's, for, it's more, a little more highbrow. Um, than some of the other cycling podcasts out Slightly. there. So, yeah, if that's the kind of thing a... you're, you're into, uh, support that over at WideAnglePodium.com, become a donor, um, and uh, and help support the show. I thought we got an email at some point about um, how tough it is for people to listen to our banter and our excited nature mm-hmm. to only be brought back by the... Uh, the Criterium Nation um, preview at the that we tack on to the end of the podcast sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. like real exciting. And then all of a sudden the ultra seriousness of uh, Rob Kelly's uh, dulcet <laughs> tones uh, yeah. to tell you about crit racing in the U.S. So check it out over at WideAnglePodium.com to find out uh, more. And uh, gentlemen... Let's get to the overflowing email inbox. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, I'm Nielsen Paulus, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com, where all of your emails are gratefully received. Let's get right into it. Tears in Fife. Dear Slow Ride Podcast, oh, there were no. tears in Fife, Scotland this past weekend. The piper was ready to pipe. 
The banners <laughs> the children had made were ready to unfurl. The reserved VIP areas were prepared, and most importantly, the press passes were ready for collection. But as the moment approached and the excitement built, there were looks of disappointment and tears of sadness as the long-awaited guests failed to arrive. <laughs> Feeling like a jilted bride and groom at the altar, we have we, who has to collectively put on a brave face to go on with the show. Not only was our grassroots cycling event having to compete with the mighty UCI and Super World Championships, our one glimmer of hope of having light, some light shed on the most majestic of cycling disciplines was our cousins from over the water, those red, white, and blue heroes who have so often stood by our sides in time of need. But no, nothing. No U.S. cavalry riding over the horizon. No doughboys coming over here. No just us plunky cycle speedway riders left to fight the good fight. I have always considered myself a friend of the pod. Not the paying kind, but the supportive <laughs> tell my friends about it kind of friend. But the feel it now kind. must reconsider our relationship moving forward. I'm not saying we're through, but we need a little time and a little space to think about our needs. Traditionally, in these circumstances, a grand gesture is what's needed to repair the relationship. And what could that be? An apology? Not enough. An expansive interview about how amazing cycling speedway is, the greatest random cycle sport that time forgot. Yeah, that might do, that might do it. All right. On a side note, if you're still here in Scotland, our training this week is Thursday at 6.30. Pop along and have a go. The kindest regards, AOL and account Danny from Fife Cycle Speedway. Kindest Danny, regards. Kindest regards. Kindest including regards. Pictures of a press pass. I did not oh, see this. Beautiful. But the press pass pictures are amazing. They, um, they tug at the heartstrings, you know? I got to say, Danny, apologies are not enough. You are correct. Yeah. And we should schedule some kind of quick interview, <laughs> as quick as a cycle speedway race. Oh, wow. Like with you to learn about 30 seconds i think that actually go. could be fun like 30 seconds go, go. <laughs> tell us about your discipline each answer has to be the length of a cycle speedway race okay this so rapid fire format. okay we'll do a bunch yeah i th i think it could be done um i appreciate the email and i apologize we weren't able to go yeah um I'm we sorry. we actually came to the super world championships the week after the glorious event now we did get to ride around falkirk i don't know if that's near dunfreedom not really um uh or not but uh the kelpies looked cool and uh we we will try to schedule an interview maybe for episode uh 400 yes yeah, oh yeah, yeah sorry we couldn't make it uh would have been we nice should we should do an interview nice cycle speedway longer, style interview yeah i don't know if um people have picked up on the maybe the astute listeners the longtime listeners have have really maybe honed in a little bit on the fact that scheduling not really among our strong suits boys no. and well so yeah you know when you've got a whole super worlds with all these events and then we've got other things going on and uh trying to trying to get to the most important event somehow sometimes falls through the cracks so and uh yeah, Who's, that was a bummer. I would have, I would have, in retrospect, much rather gone to uh, to Fife to the uh, Cycle Speedway uh, than to anything at Super Worlds. I'm gonna put up on the Instagram the uh, the picture of the uh, the press passes uh, unused that we got from these folks. But the the problem I have is I I don't know if uh, the Fife Cycle Speedway is on Instagram. It's actually like kind of concerning to me like do you think it is uh maybe this can be the start of our retribution <laughs> we'll we'll hype them up yeah. we'll say head over to at fife cycle speedway wc on yeah. instagram that may or may not exist they may have a completely <laughs> different one already and check them out yeah. uh check out all the yeah. excitement going on over there i'm sure they've got some videos up of the races by now and some fun pictures to look at. Yeah. Okay. And maybe a link to their website 
with merch coming soon. We don't soon. know if it exists, but yeah, Cycle Speedway is alive and well. But um, thank you so much, uh, Danny, for the uh, the great email, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll get that uh, the old posting well, up on the old uh, twi- uh, X Twitter account. And pen- pencil us in for next year, Danny. Mm, yeah. Maybe. Um, got another. So I I gotta tell you guys. Uh, I've got a, a. No one's gonna be able to see this, but we did get an email. Um, friend of the pod. You remember where the marriage counselors for uh um Mr. for the Aldriches down there, sure, in, yeah, uh, yeah. down under, in uh New <laughs> New Zealand in Kiwi Town. Uh, we got a bunch of care package from bike house dunedin including oh, some cool. uh sweet shirts we got some tableware um recyclable uh-huh. tableware little guy that you can bring uh bike packing nice. uh, Excellent. With your wooden spoons um we got uh and some bike house dunedin t-shirts it's by far my favorite bike shop in new zealand easily easily yeah easily you yeah. know what bike shop of new zealand if you uh bike house if you need us to do a, do an advertisement for you just let us know because uh we can record our voice and you can put it all over your public radio um, down there. That'd be great. Um, all right. Let's uh, keep this show on the road with some uh, more emails. Acoustic or electric? This one must be for a little guy. Um, guys, this will be a quickie. Aside from Matt losing his front row acoustic only parking at the co-op, mm-hmm. is there a reason you cargo bikers didn't go electric? Are e-cargo bike mopeds with pedals and therefore shunned by hardcore cyclists? Are they too expensive? (laughs) Or are you guys a little scared of a garage fire? I'm thinking of going electric. My rising first grader is clocking in at over 70 pounds and hauling that load plus groceries (laughs) would seriously slow my roll. Uh What are your thoughts, gentlemen? Mark Cipher. This is great questions, Mark. Mm -hmm. Um, and we have three different cargo bike owners on the pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spencer has an electric motor. Little guy cr- built his own cargo bike. And then I have a, Uber, a, a Yuba Supermarché without a motor. It's analog. Um, and I regret not having a motor on it every single day that I bring my 50-pound first grader and 30-pound um, preschooler to school. And... I wish I had a, a motor, and actually, it's one of the things that I would love to get. Um, that's my first comment. Uh, and uh, uh, little guy, would do you wish you had a motor? No, I don't wish I had a motor. I don't need that needless complication in my life. Bikes are nice, but it's fine. Get people get motors. Go for it. Um, I sort of got a motor recently. I haven't said this on the podcast, but I, I did throw it on the Instagram. Is that I haven't been riding the cargo bike the last couple of weeks because I bought a tandem. And that does give me a first grader motor that sits behind me. It doesn't work all the time. Sometimes I notice uh-huh. that it takes its feet off the pedals, but um, and doesn't assist on hills. But sometimes we do get going pretty it's fast. A lot like a lot like having Tim as a teammate. A lot like having Tim as a teammate. <laughs> so I sort of yeah. I, I feel your pain. It does get heavy and and uh, well, but uh, I don't know. It's just I'll I'll, I'll say. Uh, we have the uh, Larry versus Harry with the Shimano E-Assist uh, pedal assist system. Yep. So it's not like a motor per se. That's how I get around it. I don't know. I still park in the analog spots. <laughs> it's, t- um, it's total motor. It's just E-Assist, you know. Um, oh, you set it on eco and it's almost like nothing's happening. You put it on uh, trail. It gives you a little more. Um, but then you put it on boost and it's, uh Yeah. Is rocking, um, but there is no throttle. There's nothing like that. You know, you got to do the work to get the uh, get the assistance. But I'll tell you, uh, turning out of our local grocery store kind of goes uphill. And when you got that thing loaded down with groceries and uh, a bunch of bunch of twelvers of uh, polar seltzer water, um, oh, man, yeah, it, it the boost is nice. The boost is nice. So yeah. I highly recommend and enjoy the e assist on the cargo so bike. Did you- because if, you, if you're planning on actually carrying cargo, unlike, uh, you know, a little guy and his uh, whatever he's doing over there and Tim just with kids I'm like that, that barely cargo. counts. Um, um, you know, if you're going to the, if, you know, you got an F-150, you know, you got to go to the Home Depot. You got to get some bricks or whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You're going to want the E-Assist. I, sh- I should have taken pictures when I fill the few times I filled the cargo bike up with um so tarpon it and then filled it with wood chips 
and then had this like, ah. mound of wood chips over me. I believe I took a picture when I bought a a four foot tall air compressor and rode that down from <laughs> wow uh, um, nice from, from the Menards. I, I I have a slight I hear what you're saying and that makes sense because you want to get places and people are trying to get places. Yeah. Have tight schedules. One thing I do actually like about the cargo bike is I don't get as much time or like to ride long distances as I once did. I don't go out on a bunch of like long training rides. But when my bike is super heavy because there's a kid yeah. here and a ton of stuff, <laughs> the um, couple miles to school and back and like up the few little hills, yeah. I, I'm like packing it's in. It's like running. Yeah. yeah. It's like running. It's like running with a parachute. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes it's I like it. I'm only going to ride three miles today, but <laughs> like, but like a quarter of that is uphill with. With it's like a CrossFit uh, on yeah. a heavy bike. Yeah, it's like it's like so, a medicine ball. It's like. Did you see? Did either of you see the news this week that Cannondale has introduced a new yes. cargo bike? So now, so Cannondale comes out with two cargo bikes, right? Yes. They come out with the X, like the the long tail, which is similar to the Fetch Two, and then the uh, the Globe um, from Specialized, kind of sitting in that. It's like forty three hundred. So Fetch 2 from Trek is around 6K. The Cargo Wagon Neo from Cannondale is 4,300. And then the, the Globe Hall LT from Specialized is 3,500. But Cannondale comes out with a bucket bike. And mm-hmm. what did they do? They don't bring the bucket bike to the U.S. Which is kind of, yeah, bonkers. So, so, so the bucket bike is only available in the, U, the U.K. and Euro market from Pond. Uh, but they don't have the U.S. Like, it's not available in the U.S. I was actually really bummed to see that. Yeah. Now, you can still get the Trek Fetch 4, which retails at 8500 That's the full bucket bike from uh, Trek that um, looks uh, like Spencer's uh, Harry versus Larry bullet with the K- uh, rod-actuated steering. Um, huge fan of cargo bikes. I love them. I definitely wouldn't mind going with what Spencer has and a E assist. Uh, but yeah, check out um, more and more cargo bikes coming to the U.S. Definitely a lot of emphasis, I think, on those long tail uh, cargo bikes just seem to be a little bit more um, favorable in the market. All right, guys, let's get back into the email bag. Uh, we got two emails. Uh, one comes to us from Ian Uh Crit Haggis. Great episode about worlds. The potato story had me rolling. I'm annoyed that you're putting me in the position of defending pitters, but his opposition to the mountain bike call-up change was more than perfunctuary. And he only moved up one row. Now, short-changing the race by a lap, that's some legitimate beef. And it was Ian that did bring up uh, the crit beef of the whiplash at the end of every episode when we go straight into the, <laughs> the strings of the seriousness of the crit nation promo. But... He says it here, and he provides the receipts. Tom Pitcock, not so stoked about moving up one row, but I do appreciate that Ian is accepting the truth that the lap that the race should have been at least one more lap at which Sam Gaze would have won the World Championships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I'm trying um, to think of a Jimmy Buffett joke to stick in there, and I just I didn't come yeah, up with it. Can't do it, uh, Andrew. Andrew uh, hits us up. You're killing me. I retold your story of the patients and waiting for vegan potatoes to my wife. <laughs> she could not believe that the food truck was still functioning as a business. I personally would have left the line 20 minutes in and eaten anything else. Vegan diet be damned. Thank you for sharing your stories. Always entertaining. Um, we were also surprised. Uh, friend of the pod and host with the mostest, uh, Martin Steele was saying that, uh, he thought these two gents just found the keys to the food truck on the side of the highway, um, and they just decided to have some fun for the it's a That's a pretty typical vegan business model. Uh, if, <laughs> if you're not you know, in the game, uh, it, it may seem a little strange, but it kind of comes with the territory. Even my, uh, even my wife was um, a, little, uh, a little surprised that I stuck, stuck around that long, but I didn't want to disappoint um, the little guy, uh, Matt Allen. Um, <laughs> We got a, a couple of uh, we got a, a couple more emails. These kind of have to do uh, with hashtag mess life. You guys ready to go? Oh man! Oh, am I ever? Oh, I've been prepared for this for twenty years. Long time listener, first time emailer, Elliot. 
from Colorado. Okay. I was a little shocked by your critique of the Vuelta team time trial. As a fellow retired bike messenger with 12 years of experience under my ULOC belt, I watched the team time trial and thought, boy, this takes me back to the good old days when you'd got three picks, 12 packages, and three courthouse filings to make before 5 p.m. while it's raining and it's getting dark. I don't know about Minneapolis, but I never had a follow car with spare bikes back in my day. Oh. And it's been and it's been well established that Super Rookie can hang with the Tour Peloton on the Champs-Élysées as true. well as in oh. the UCI mountain bike worlds. And if Tim is for is as formally good as he claims, I expect him to be skitching random cars in the caravan to finish with the time cut in the mess life team time trial and get everything delivered on time too. Godspeed, Elliot. First off, Using Godspeed. Thank you so much. That one probably for Spencer means a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, little but San then, Francisco uh, joke there. Yeah, that was good. And I was the ultimate at making deadlines. I don't know about you guys when you were rocking the lifestyle over there, wow. blazing saddles, being directed every single moment by a dispatcher <laughs> in your ear, telling you where to be, when to be, uh-huh. how to yeah. do it. Uh-huh. Who, like what elevator to go? No, not Pay me. Us I was living a, wages. Uh. I was I was my own boss because I wasn't getting a living wage. I only got paid <laughs> for the harder I worked, uh-huh. and the harder I worked was picking up more tags and delivering them on time uh-huh. every single day, like a true on time courier, a Dyna courier. I was the man. You may remember, looked amazing too. By the way, I don't remember. And the biggest secret in all of Mestum is get to know the the clerks at the courthouse. Once you know the clerks at the courthouse, they handwrite the time, my friends. They don't always have to stamp the time. They handwrite the time. When I was running the Microsoft case, I don't know if you guys remember that, but I had the Microsoft account for when Microsoft was getting sued by the state of Minnesota for antitrust. Yeah, they ended up losing that case, but lots of filings. Not one late. Nope, not from this guy. I knew how to do it every single day. So you know what, Elliot? Yeah, I could have dominated that team time trial. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you're speaking facts, Tim. I'm not going to debate you on any of that. <laughs> the, the issue is uh, I, get, I get the idea. I get the point. I get the, the meat here on these bones of this email. Um, but the Vuelta... Is it possible? Can they do a fixed gear prologue stage? Like, can they just make of all that the grand tours rule? that could pull it off? It would definitely be them, right? Right. They seem to do whatever they want. Um, maybe the rules don't matter. I don't know if the UCI is going to try to say anything about that, but who cares what they have to say about anything? Well, it's oh, because I like this. I don't know about a team time trial uh in the dark in the rain but individual time trial in the dark in the rain especially if it's on the fixed gear yeah i like oh. that i like that how about a i mean a, a grand tour stage with six stops you can go in whatever direction you want you can pick up however many you want but you got to like carry amount of baguettes and bottles from uh-huh. point to point the volta would be the one to try this a, they uh, certainly would time they trial. certainly would um and it would be so confusing that uh phil liggett would actually get it right well, well that's a stretch. That's a stretch. Yeah. Um, let's get to it. We got one more email to bring back the memories. This one comes to us from uh, Margaret in Chicago. Fixies are back. I know that backness is debated on a different podcast in the wide angle podium universe, but allow me to use the term in a pod crossover. In episode 448, you asked when Fixies would be back. Well, they are here in Chicago. For the past five years or so, roving bands of teens on Fixies have become a fixture in the city. Yes, they run tubulars on Chicago's garbage streets. Wow. Yes, bike shops are raking in the money, regluing said tubulars on a weekly basis. And yes, there are disc wheels out there. Yes, they are so overgeared that they run 30 RPM at best. Unfortunately, no bullhorns. Instead, the youths have adopted the widest, uncut, uncovered mountain bike bars they can find. Yeah. It has truly become a lifestyle. Fixies are back. Trademark Cyclocross Radio. It is now my mission to photograph a disc wheel in the wild. If I can somehow do it without looking like a creepy adult. A listener in Chicago, 
Mags. And P.S. Spencer, my grandma was born and raised in Holyoke, Mass. True to all Massachusetts towns, not being phonetic, she pronounced it Hoyoke. Hoy is in Sir Chris. Feel free to use this pronunciation and sound like a true native who time traveled there from the 1930s. Yeah, you know, I, I very much try not to do that. <laughs> just, just, uh, I can't. Oh, there are parts of Mass and New England that I can't embrace, and it because I, so, I feel like I'd be faking the funk. Gentlemen, I have to admit, Mags is onto something here because fixies are back. Because guess what I have back in my possession after driving down to the bikery in St. Petersburg, Florida, it one of the five be. coolest bike shops in the country. No. You may remember around episode 350, 360, we were on eBay and we found the Panasonic TK400 that was the red and white fade that was my Courier track bike. Of course, you guys remember the beauty that was this bike because all of the gold components that I had on there, including gold cranks, mm -hmm. gold chain rings, mm -hmm. gold wheel set, and of course, the world famous Mavic gold bar stem combo, a thing of beauty. And yes. I never did afford to get the campy arrow seat post anodized gold. So I gave a mission to my friend Taylor at the bikery. I bought the bike on eBay for like 400 bikes, shipped it off, and then hoped he would never actually do it. <laughs> but he did it. I went down there. I've got a fixie, and it's breakless, and I'm back, baby. Peak Tim is around uh, the corner. I can't wait to take over the streets of Orlando. I have an important uh, uh, question, Tim. Um, what My knees still work. Yeah, what gearing uh, do you have on this bike? It's a 4616. It's a little bit bigger Ouch. than I used to run. I used to run 4216, <laughs> yeah. but but uh, the Segino, I have the Segino track cranks that are gold. Mm -hmm. It's probably mm -hmm. the most expensive thing on the bike. And I got to tell you, they are beautiful. How, how, wait, everyone, how, everyone was 46? looking at it like, this is better than ceramic speed. Oh, yeah. No, hang on. 46? 4616. For the, for the, yeah. uh, now... Like you said, famously, uh, when you're carrying, you had a 42. Um, yeah, 42, 16, because I was no. known for spinning like Lance Armstrong. People sure, looked at me but and with like, the, that's the Lance Armstrong of couriers. Yeah, yeah. With all the hills there in Florida, as the Everesting yep. champion on this podcast, how do you yes. deal with the 46? I'll be fine. I'll be fine. There's, like, there's enough overpasses um, that I, you know, every now and then I'll go take a training ride so I can keep the uh, the heart rate up. Mm -hmm. um and get up and over but 46 16 i mean it's still i mean my you guys may remember i was the starter on our uh, team sprint team 42 because 16. of my amazing speed at the start yeah all right yeah. No, it's it's a big gear it's i mean i run a bigger gear but whatever yeah so did i how jealous of you of me having a fixed gear brakeless uh, and the the bike that was my bike as a courier I come mean, on I'm, ha I'm happy for you but i've i have i have a track bike i'm i like mine better than yours it's it's for me yours is good for you so you know each our own is this I'm a midlife crisis am i going through a midlife bike crisis oh, certainly definitely. oh Re easily a yeah bike from your 20s <laughs> that's you have yeah peak, barely peak had utility for you at the time but now has real <laughs> utility for your lifestyle <laughs> It had yeah, a ton of utility for 100%. me at the time. I okay. Have you ridden it yet, Tim? I I, ran, I rode it around the parking lot. Um, I'm gonna ride it around uh, Orlando because I got I got to go find a good wall to take a photo yeah, of yeah, it yeah, for yeah, the, yeah, for the Instagram likes, and then I'll put it up in the okay, okay. Uh, the garage. You, uh -huh. you guys know the garage I've got. Um, there's a big wall to put uh, bikes up on it. Where is the Klein in this garage? Let's let's, let's get down to brass tacks. It's in the box. You still it's in the box. The <laughs> I still have not ridden the climb. Oh my God. I, I haven't ridden the climb just in spite of you. No, I like I, I mean, at this I point, would have ridden it by now. It does seem like, personal. Yeah. Like no, at I this point, it, oh, it's 100% personal. Like, I don't even know why. It's probably too big. Um, I pump up the tires, actually, and then I haven't even thrown a, a leg over it. And let me tell you that. So I, I haven't told you that. Okay. No, I, I pump up the tires, and then yeah. I think about throwing the leg over. 
Yeah. And then I'm like, and then I find something else to do. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I got to sweep. You know? So little guy, um, uh, you you still have a fixed gear uh, track bike. Um, when's yeah. the last time you threw a leg over that? Uh, before before Scotland, because was what I re- was riding to work. But then we came went to Scotland for a week and a half or whatever, and then I came home. Wow. I had COVID for a week, and then I've just been riding the tandem. So, so you've yeah. uh, you, he's he's legit. Tim's just ridden around a parking lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, me. I sold my Gertrude track bike uh, twenty maybe fifteen what? years ago, and then I time to the, buy it back, Spencer. I bought the Bridgestone NJS uh, <laughs> hey! frame that I had for a long time, and did ride around all over Boston. I sold that in twenty eighteen or nineteen. So you're due. Um, you're due for another I one. I do have a track frame in the basement from Circle Ooh. A, uh, custom oh, built, yeah, yeah. Uh, not yeah. for me. <laughs> but custom built, which is my specialty. Bikes, yeah. yeah. Never built it up. Never thrown a leg over it. Um, probably never will. Beautiful bike. Um, yeah. uh, I'm retired, boys. I, I don't need... I, oh. I think I've got, uh, you know, I've got my five cities in, in years of messengering uh, in... I've got my winters in Minneapolis. I, I got nothing to prove I, to kids these days. I, yeah. I do have a problem. Oh, I picked it up. And Taylor like looked at me and he's like, you're not going to ride this that often. I was like, oh, I'm totally going to ride it. He's like, no, you're going to give this to your kid when he gets older. And and little Heimar was looking at me with the dollar signs in his eyes going, (laughs) oh, please give that to me, dad. I want to buy a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle card set. I wanted to go to college. (laughs) 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 Um, I do have a problem, though. no, I've got lots of problems, but this is the main one, is that where I live, I mean, if either of you ever um, were brave enough to venture down here to the city beautiful of Orlando, um, all the streets around me are brick. Brick ah, streets. Uh, lots of potholes. Uh, Pump up those 23s. Li- yeah. <laughs> Rock hard. I, You'll bounce right um, over them. It'll be fine. That reminds me, the one thing that's missing, Mr. Tuffy strips. I'm gonna have to go onto. Uh, I'll have to open up my BTI account or my QBP account, yeah, um, uh, to see if I can get uh, some Mr. Tuffy strips to uh, to put in there. Get it up to like a 120 psi. It's gonna be yeah, great. at least anything less than you're you're giving away watts. I think. <laughs> oh, the half link chain looks amazing too. By the way, also gold. I always did. Yeah. I mean, I I agree, Tim. I don't think you're gonna ride it very much. I gotta admit. I so I have the track bike, my Centurion one. That's got it's kind of la- like slack and it's got a basket on it and it's got swept back bars. I ride that all the time. The actual track bike that I used to ride on the track, I haven't ridden it since the track the day the track closed three years ago or whatever. You know, like it's just when am I gonna ride that? You know, it's, it's there in the basement. It's together. So yeah. uh, real quick, little guy, uh, this is way off script because uh, we didn't talk about this in the green room. So I don't know if you know anything about it, but I heard rumors that there's some very extremely preliminary plan to potentially have a velodrome in Richfield, Minnesota, <laughs> just outside of Minneapolis. What? It's only like a hundred million dollars. Any, any, any truth to this uh, from the streets uh, oh. where, where you are? Well, no, but I mean, like I said, I'm uh, the the fixie kids aren't talking to me. They, they it got some very preliminary approvals in some really? sort of city something and others, but I'm sure there's a long way to go still before anything happens. Definitely a definitely a long way to go. Um, no, I I read that it. article with bated breath um, because the my Google alerts for velodrome <laughs> construction projects. Uh-huh. Uh, has been dormant for about a year and a half. So it's, Interesting. Uh, it's good to see where, another city. Where in Richfield? Was there a site? Somewhere on 494 somewhere, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, down there, they've got like four of the five sites lined up. So Four of the we'll five? See, well, <laughs> yeah, it's like a, this, they're going to need to do some animated domain. Is this done um, by... Okay. We don't know. I, I have, have to look kinda, into this. I have to look yeah. into this more. I don't know anything look, about I just, I'm not just put gonna, some pickleball courts. Basically, what I'm yeah, saying that'll, is see, that'll don't, money. don't sell the, cross, uh, the, the track bike yet because okay, you may be back in action. Oh, yeah. um, 
gentlemen, there's so many uh, more emails that we got, but I want to give a shout out to uh, Dominic uh, uh, for hitting us up uh, as our hum- humble curmudgeon talking about uh, one of our favorite subjects, uh, race announcing. And then we also got um, Gary Jones, who uh, hit us up to talk about uh, um, was a picture of a train racing against a six person tandem, maybe from like the 1800s. Should have been a rail bike. Would have been a little bit, you know, would have been a lot more impetus to go faster than the train. Yeah, little guy, true. You, <laughs> little guy, you recently got a tandem. Um, do you think if you strapped a couple of the tandems together and had six people, um, maybe do you think you could keep up with Tim in peak form? <laughs> good question. <laughs> Very good question. I don't think so. No, I think that's probably correct. Uh well, guys, here we are, and it's time once again to check out Apple Podcasts. For our latest listener review, five stars. This one comes to us from KDC. Happy to see you back. Was getting a bit worried there, given that there was such a long time without a pod. It's funny, even though I'm no kind of racer, truly not even the kind of racer except on my daughter's old Raleigh attached to my Sarah's trainer, and don't really understand most of what you're talking about, though learning, this is one of my favorite pods. The only thing I've got in common with you all is that in the mid or late 80s, a boyfriend who worked at uh, San Francisco's Lincoln Psychery gave me a rainbow-painted Klein, which which LOL I rode on paths in Golden Gate Park and on the road up in far western Sonoma County. Perfect. Decades later, when moving cross-country, I gave it to my bike shop in exchange for boxing up two family bikes and shipping them from Marin to NYC. It is... It was in great condition, and I have liked them, so I am aware that I was probably giving them a pretty good to maybe even great deal. Certainly were. Uh, what a Now, tip. that's all I can read of the review, KDC. I don't know if it continues, but I got to say, thank you so much. And boy, did you help out that local bike shop with a <laughs> Klein. Hopefully, it is still up on the wall, um, and you can give them a call to see if uh, if they can take a picture. But... Any rainbow-painted clients are a thing of beauty. Um, and it pains us every single day to see the prices of clients going through the roof. And I don't know if we've officially moved on from Klein here on the podcast. I don't think we ever will. I think it's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But I do think that uh, we have kind of started moving into, I think, what, the Cannondale, like, Super 6, 13, like the, the you know, hefty down tube. Cannondale's like, what's the next thing that we can drive the prices through the roof? We tried. We tried with the old Cannondale mountain bikes from the early 2000s, but it just didn't, I don't think it even caught on with us. You know, like, yeah. they're cool, the but they're, they're yeah. just not. Uh, I, I just don't want know. one of those Seiko Cannondales. The Super 6 Seiko Cannondales. Yeah. That'd sure. probably be the those bike cool. I'd want. But. Katie, thank you so much for the review. Everyone else, head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us five stars. It helps other people find our podcast. Um, always email us. Got some uh, great feedback when I was at the bikery uh, in St. Pete uh, the other day. A listener came in. A former listener came in and was like, oh, yeah, the podcast. used to talk about you guys all the time. I love the podcast till they got really into the trans stuff. And I got to say, you know what? I'm happy that not everyone's still listening to us because we're more than uh, <laughs> proud of uh, standing for our fellow athletes and human beings for That's doing true. what's right. Absolutely. So. Yeah, well, yeah. Thanks for listening when you did, I guess. But, yeah. You know. Yeah, it's great. Maybe you'll come back <laughs> yeah, no when you worries. realize that, that we're just people and we love it's, other and, people. And, and you we know want what? everyone to have a fair shot. <laughs> Absolutely. And they're welcome to come back because, you know, we're, we're okay with everyone, you know, enjoying things that learn. they enjoy. And, and participating exactly. and taking part. So we don't want to exclude anybody. Yeah. You know what? I'm, yeah. It was, it was a nice feather in the cap to hear that uh, that, that happened. <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever. We're doing the right thing. Because yeah. um, we're supporting people. And with that, I'd like to thank all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network and all of our listeners that email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. I'd like to thank all of the reviewers and people that give us feedback, both positive and negative. And with that, this is Tim in lovely Orlando, Florida, 
Look for me on the gold fixed gear. Uh, this is Matt in Minneapolis. I'll be on the Lavender Tandem. And this is Spencer in Hoyoke, Massachusetts. I'll maybe probably never be on my all-white Circle A track bike, but if I am, I'll be reminding you to wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. an elegance to bike racing. For all its technology and engineering, it's a simple question of physics. How do you move a body through space as quickly and efficiently as possible? When the rider and the machine work as one, it's almost as if the solid world has melted away and all that remains is the spirit, the pure, raw, and unfiltered soul of sport. Life is measured in many units, miles, kilometers, kilos, and pounds, but we measure it one corner at a time. We've entered the golden age of crit racing, the most exciting spectator event in sport, where all of human drama plays out before us on our city streets. On this show, we bring you the news of the day and take you inside the personalities of the teams and riders and right up to the gates of the premier events in the world. Welcome to Criterium Nation. <laughs> 